Hey all, you might notice that the audio is a little bit weird on this episode, and that's because it's a little bit weird. We hope you enjoy it anyway. Thanks for listening. Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Where are the teens? Under the bleacher. Reliving 16. We're hanging under the bleachers. Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. And this week, we are doing a little bit of a throwback. Uh, easy A. Uh, but first, Jane, you had a... I'm really excited. You had a teen story. I had a teen encounter. Uh, I went to the store last night to get Velveeta mac and cheese, ice cream, chocolate chip cookie dough, and chips. So kind of like your staples. And it was a smaller grocery store. And I like get in line and these two teens stand right next to me. There's clearly a head teen. She like has her mask down. So I'm already scared of her. For a pretty legitimate reason. She has her mask down. <laughs> but I'm also scared of her just like in an, in just a general sense. And she says, they're on, they only have one cash register open, so you can tell they're not doing any business. And I was <gasps> like, this girl is savvy. <laughs> and then she goes and she grabs like the tray of Snickers bars. Not one, the tray of it. And she's like, I'm going to buy all of these and I'm going to sell them. I was like, oh my God. What? <laughs> Little entrepreneur. And then... I can tell they're like trying to get out of there and they're standing really close to me and I'm up next mm-hmm. and then I'm like bagging my stuff really quick and then I'm like ready to get out of there and the woman, the cash register is like, you have to sign. And so then I have to go back and I know that the teens are looking at me just thinking of me as a lady <sighs> in their head. They're like, this lady. <sighs> and then the I walked home of, like, feeling very I know powerless. The teens, I know that the teens are looking at me. That's like such a specific feeling I've had in a public place. I just, I don't know. I was just like feeling old and washed up. Why is why are they so intimidating to me? Was my question. But I like how the most powerful teen had her mask down. Um, <laughs> head teen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think I just feel like Zoomers are like savvy and funny and hot, and I'm like, wow, they're so powerful. Um, but speaking of savvy and funny and hot, we should introduce our guest. Whoa, nice. <laughs> All right. Bam! That was a little flirty. That's okay, though. Amelia Elizalde is a contributor to Reductress. Hey. Hi. That was so nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, thank you. Um, we gave Amelia, or did you give her a, a multiple choice question for a movie, or did you, Amelia, did it you? It was her idea, movie? and it was a great choice. It so. was. It was my idea. I, um, I'm not familiar with teen movies of the last, like, five years, I realized. So I had to take it back. Well, and I think we talked about this last time. This is one of the first, or one of the good ones. <laughs> one of the good one, only good ones that I can remember <laughs> that I was like, that was a good movie. <laughs> um, but I I can't believe that it it was 2010, and yet it feels like I was, like, a fetus watching it. <laughs> It is. It like feels like that, and then you watch it, and it's like, oh, this is 2010. Like this is the year 2010 yeah. for sure. Everyone has <laughs> the music. Yeah, everyone has yeah. the bangs. Um. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, what, uh, what, when did you all watch it? What was your personal first impression watching it? Because I, I felt this rush of memories immediately watching this, but I wanted to hear if this made a big impact on you at the time. Um. I think it 
I remember watching it. I think it came out when I was in 10th grade, I want to say, which I feel like was the prime like age for that. Totally. It made a little impact on me because I went to such a like hyper liberal, like sex positive school that I was like, okay, these people are fucking like, this is my life. This is crazy. And also, I just finished Chain. watching it like 10 minutes ago, so it's super fresh. Oh, oh, wow. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jane? I don't have a specific memory besides just liking it and probably not even having any like deep understanding of maybe what it was talking about because <laughs> I just had no relationship with sex. So, but yeah, definitely liked it. Yeah, I was going to say it was maybe the first sort of sex positive movie that made a big impact on me and like one of the first I can really remember liking. Um, For Amelia, I went to a Catholic school until 10th grade that was very, you know, stereotypically Catholic about sex and then, but also all all of us were very horny. And then um, from 10th to 12th grade, I switched to like a co-ed, like international school. So then it was like, yes, boys exist, they're everywhere. Um, so I, I think like, uh, and this was 2010, so I was, I was just graduating Mm. high school. Um, and I, I was like, oh my gosh, like, there's even more to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there are all these other concepts about sex that like, I have no idea, like, what's going on. It's funny Um, because you watch it, it seems like so basic and so like, I don't know, pre-Trump feminism, you know? Yeah. But at the time, I was like, holy shit. I wrote that it was pre-Jezebel.com. Uh, yes, yes. Which is kind of wild to remember. I think it was, like, the height of my reading Jezebel.com, too. I was like, yes, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, Emma Stone in this movie, this is her big break, right? And, like, she was also, like, in this movie, like, very synonymous for me of, like, cool girl and, like, very hot. Like... I remember one specific outfit in this movie where she's wearing dark jeans, a black tank top, and, like, the necklace. She has, mm-hmm. like, a gold necklace on. And it was, like, so simple, but, like, she's so hot. Longish hair, side bangs. I was like, boom, I want to dress like that. <laughs> she was, like, wacky pratfall hot, which in 2010 was, like, the best possible thing you could ever It was be. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, she has these, like, sweetheart top, like, bustier and like bodycon dresses like Mm -hmm. just i i watched this and i was like i there's a lot here Um, i did take issue with the vest wearing however um (laughs) yeah yeah there was one scene where she's wearing a vest and and the the other characters like you're dressing so slutty (laughs) sorry if you have a vest on you're not dressing slutty (laughs) yeah also isn't it really really hot where they are yeah, they're in Ojai, which I was also, they're so specific about it being in Ojai, and I was like, what producer is from here that they, like, yeah. made this happen? What That's, is that place? Ojai is, like, it's a in... super, like, it's like a hippie town, but, like, for your parents, um, like, 45 minutes outside of LA, I would say. Yeah, I was gonna say it was, it felt very specific, and I found out that they didn't build any sets. Like, everything in the movie is filmed in Ojai at, like, people's houses and, like, a real school yeah. and stuff like that. Real rooms. And so that's why it also feels great. And I, I loved it. Like, I kind of missed the feeling. I mean, Amelia, for this podcast, we watched The Prom, which is, like, the opposite of that, where everything is, like, essentially looks like a green <sighs> is screen. Is that the James Corden one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. 
I'm sorry, you guys had to do that. My enemy. We hate him. <laughs> it was bad. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't know a lot about this movie. The screenwriter claims to have written most of it in five days, and the gay friend Brandon is based on the screenwriter. Um, is oh. what I that makes sense to me. I see that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just went down a rabbit hole of Googling Emma Stone. Like, she had been in a few other things, and then Superbad and Zombieland were sort of Superbad was up. her first was her debut i think for Mm -hmm. movies she had done some tv shows yeah and then i think before or right before this she was in zombie land and that was the first time people were sort of like oh she's like funny and then um and it's funny too because she dyed her hair red for super bad specifically and then she kept that she was i i think she's a blonde yeah but she's so like in this movie too i guess her agent was like you work as a redhead who's not a ginger (laughs) It's nice that all you have to do is, like, dye your hair one color, and everyone's like, you're done, you've made it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> the, that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also Googled some things about her voice, because it's so specific, and there's a claim that she cried so much as an infant that she developed, like, nodules and calluses on her vocal cords, and that's why she has such a smoky voice, but that kind of sounds like an explanation like a middle schooler made up about her voice yeah that sounds like something i would say about myself that's not yeah (laughs) yeah so but it's it's on her wiki it like links through her wiki so i guess she endorses it i don't know i feel like her mom was just like she cried so much it was so annoying that she probably developed these nodules pain and they're like oh okay yeah also did you guys find that her face shape is different than it is now i think she like just yeah. looks a little different now. Well, she, how old was she? Was she like seventeen? She was like twenty. Yeah, oh, okay. or I guess I don't. She was I mean, young. She was like okay. Yeah. The yeah. reason why I said she was twenty is because I was looking at um, pictures for this movie, and a picture that came up was her and Taylor Swift on the red carpet for the <laughs> premiere. Very. And it said that Taylor Swift was twenty, but I assumed she was twenty. And I was like, oh, they're best friends. That's so uh, fun. She was born in Emma Stone was born in nineteen eighty-eight. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm okay, like, what but... does that make her? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and she is now she's like thirty. She's thirty two now, um, and pregnant. You guys didn't tell me there was a so she was twenty two ish. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's pregnant. Um, but yeah, I ironically like because this is an earlier one of our movies. There's not like a Tumblr hive of reactions to it. Like there's not our other stuff. Because it's almost, it's almost a little bit pre-Tumblr cancellation era. Oh, cancellation? But wasn't it right in the height of, like, people being weird on Tumblr? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was, like, growing that hive of, like, quirky hot girl. Yeah. Yeah. Were you on Tumblr at this time? I, I, like, surfed it. And I think I had an account where I would, like, post, like, an all-white bedroom. But I don't think I was, like, (laughs) saying interesting stuff. Hell yeah. You know. I don't think there's anything more interesting than an all-white bedroom. All- Just being like wanderlust and you know, logging yeah, out. Yeah, all-white bedroom, yeah. plant. Pictures um, of tattoos that are just words from poetry. Yeah, it's uh, we haven't changed in 10 years, it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jean, if you want to take us in, I think this movie sort of is an artifact in itself of like where we were all at. Yeah. We we didn't ask Amelia though <laughs> what type of teen she was. Yes. Oh yes. wow. Good point. Well, I have to say that 2010 
in my high school famously was the year that everybody decided to lose their virginity in like the same six months. And I don't know how this all happened, but like, I remember it distinctly. There were like two, there was a couple, Luke and Maddie, shout out them. Um, and they fucked on a couch after a party. And then everyone was like, oh, we can do that. And then yeah. everybody did. Wow. So it was a big year. The yeah. banks, are, yeah, the, the, the river has burst the banks. Yeah. And did everyone just know, like, you all spoke about the other people doing this? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, like, this movie where people will, like, attack you for fucking and, like, protest you. Um, but I don't know, our, we were just, we were a bunch of freaks. I don't know. There was, like, a birth control clinic in a closet off of our cafeteria. It was just a... Wow, that's yeah. like no uh, sex education except real. It was it was actually it was progressive. It was very progressive, um, and it did cause some issues with some less cool parents. But you know. wow. it kind of sounds like you guys then will grow up to be the parents in this movie who are like very hippie ish. They reminded me a lot of my parents. parents. I have to say, if my dad um, was straight and had stayed married to my mom, I was like, this is basically them. <laughs> wonderful wonderful wow yeah. jane and i would have been scared of you i think thank you that's i'm gonna take that as a compliment i would yeah, probably yeah. deep down inside scared of you guys too all right starting with 17 year old olive is recording herself on her webcam explaining that the story starts with a lie she told to her best friend rhiannon to get out of camping with rhiannon's hippie family she said she had a date with a college boy and lost her virginity Super Christian Marianne overhears, and soon everyone in school knows. Olive remembers how when she was a kid playing Seven Minutes in Heaven, she let her crush, Todd, tell everyone that they had kissed. The truth is that Olive hasn't had much experience with guys and finds that she likes the attention the rumor is getting her. My first thought is that this is the first um, story time ever done on film. Do you guys know like story time TikToks or whatever? Isa recently got into TikTok, but I'm not. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know, know what a story time it's, TikTok is. Okay, I want to preface this by saying I'm not like. I don't even go well, on. None of us are TikTok. Zoomers. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm 27 years old, but they <laughs> like. It's just a genre where people, teens, are like telling about the worst things that ever happened to them for like, 20 videos in oh, a row. Oh yeah, there's like a quirky voiceover, and they're like, yes. story time. This yes. is when I no 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 yeah she does she does start with that I feel like Olive kicked this off for them. There's a narrator voice. Yeah, there is like, like a YouTube e feel, even though we learn later that it's a webcast. Mm-hmm. But I think it really works having her as this narrator and having it. I mean, it's one of the reasons why this movie is um, just like well paced because she's getting to tell it exactly how she yeah. wants to and yeah. Which is- I feel like thematic also. No, no, no. Um, but I was going to say, I was wondering how much of the comedy in, like, how she tells stuff is, like, uh, Emma Stone's choice versus the writers. Because she, this was sort of her big movie where people were like, oh, this girl's hot and she's funny and smart. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how much of that, yeah, I don't know how much is improv. I did catch, there's a line she has where she mentions, like, Gossip Girl and she says, Sweet Valley Traveling Pants instead of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, and they said that was improv. Um, and that's not as funny to me as other scenes <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I mean, I love I love how quickly this movie um, 
sort of establishes who she is for sure. It does that like teen movie thing I love. That little like, oops, I tricked you thing where it starts with her narrating, but you don't see her. And then it like shows you all the people and it's like, who is she? And then she yeah. like trips into frame and you're like, ah, oh. oh. the, the girl falling down the steps of a man. The year I 2010. Just, <laughs> she is falling. <laughs> she is believably normal to me. Like, I think that she's sort of cuspy of like too hot too perfect but maybe because she's such a great actress or something like she doesn't seem too quirky no they don't say that she's like a valedictorian they don't say that she's a loser she's just pretty normal and i do believe it i think her friend is too hot (laughs) i was gonna say ali and aj yeah i was yeah ali and aj yeah um i was gonna say yeah it's it's really helpful that they don't say she's a loser because that's something amelia that like every freaking movie past 2015 is like i'm just a loser girl who no one likes and it's like an extremely beautiful young actress um yeah they're trying to appeal to us yeah yeah (laughs) um but then it's just someone who might be like a little awkward and like who may not be totally honest um yeah (laughs) ali i thought ali was really funny but you're right that she's just like her personality which is like also a joke is that she's like her friend with like a giant rack like (laughs) And that's Her what I noticed immediately. Can I say that? Oh, really? No, she I thought they like, looked great. They looked great, <laughs> well, but I don't know. I think next to Emma Stone. They looked yeah. And that's also true. in high school, like, mm, yeah. maybe just having boobs is sort of As like, notable. In high school, having boys. the body of, like, a 25-year-old, yeah. Um, I famously had a giant rack to the point that I had a breast reduction in college, so maybe I'm a oh. little biased here. Yeah. What did you, did you like the big tits joke where she, like, was, like, oh, is my identifier big tits? That's what people know me as, and she was so happy. That was my experience, <laughs> except it was um, Tiggle Bitties, and it was by a guy I had a huge crush on when I was a freshman um, and new to the school. Uh, so she took it better than I did. <laughs> yeah, that's Aww. a lot. Well, yeah, yeah when, you're new, when you're new, I think that's, like, intimidating. But it's also um, champagne problems, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that... Also, it it is a good portrayal of sometimes your friends annoy the shit out of you mm-hmm. and, like, you, you care about them and you, like, don't really want to hang out with them at this time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love you, but I don't like That's you. very real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of the movies we see the relationship between the protagonist and their best friend is either non-existent or, like, it just doesn't feel realistic. And they do feel like realistic friends, I yeah. would say. They do a good job with that. Did you um, all, did you girls listen to Natasha Benningfield in 2010? Absolutely. <laughs> you couldn't escape it. I was thinking, like, this movie must have hurt her feelings so badly. Like, <laughs> I'm sure she got, like, killer royalties from it, so it's fine. But they literally just, like, minute five, they're like, this song fucking sucks. And it's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> they just, it is funny that, like, that's the context in which you, I remember hearing Pocketful of Sunshine, like, at the you know grocery store Mm -hmm. like it was just everywhere although i did i would like listen to unwritten in the shower oh yeah (laughs) i mean i went i liked it sorry it's a good song love it it's Um, a good song so my one of my favorite parts of this movie is amanda Bynes gets to play a character that isn't amanda Bynes. yes and she freaking rocks and i mean i'm bummed that she's struggling so much because she's so talented and she's so funny she yeah, and I thought this was great. Yeah. <laughs> she and Lindsay, like, just 
the oh. best of teen movies and then horrifying descent. Jade, yeah. what do you think is going to happen to us now that we're watching all these teen <laughs> movies? Um, I, we also get, um, so yeah, Amanda Bynes is our uh, super Christian kind of psycho girl, which is a great comedic role. And then we have uh, Dana Humphrey, um, Todd, as the school mascot guy who's like hot topless and then the Christian kids complain and then he's a woodchuck. Um, I'm in love with Penn Badgley. Yeah, yeah, I think I this so. this movie also just, like, developed my sexuality as, like, oh, I'm attracted to men who make jokes, which is, like, a death sentence. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, But Penn Badgley is so good in this. He's um, kind of a male Emma Stone perfect. to me, a little bit. Oh. Wow, yes. You know, yeah, like... Especially in this movie. Hot, relatable, funny. You're just like, fuck this. this I don't want to know what he's like in real life. Um, well, I think he's... someone... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jane. Well, he's sort of. I mean, have you you watched you? Have you, Amelia? Have <laughs> yeah, you seen yeah. you? Yes. Yeah. He was sort of like super, um, just outspoken about how people were super horny for him. Yeah. Which I was as a serial killer. And he <laughs> yeah, was like, "You should. You shouldn't be obviously because I'm a psycho." I like um, that a lot. I really like a guy yeah. that's like, "Do not fuck me. I don't like you. I don't <laughs> want to talk to you." <laughs> How could you know? Guys, my parents watched both seasons of You, which really? I, don't, oh, wow. I don't know what to think about that. Like, my dad told me, and I was like, I don't, uh, what do I say? He's seen um, Penn Badgley uh, <laughs> jerk off outside of a brownstone. Yeah. Oh, I they that. probably think that's what New York and LA are like. Um, the only thing I also wanted to say was that in all the scenes where they pan around the entire school, mm-hmm. everybody looks like they're 29. I don't know why, but the characters themselves are. look youngish. I mean, yes, they. Yeah. <laughs> a big part of this movie is that like someone will tell someone a secret and then it'll spread around the school, and everyone's just an old person. <laughs> but maybe, but it does sort of give me a public school vibe because the school seems so big that maybe they just like let that slide. <laughs> I mean, that was my school where it was like at graduation. I didn't know so many people, like never wow. seen in my life, so many. Wait, how how big was the class you graduated with? I feel like yeah. now it's I'm gonna sound like an asshole because it's not no, gonna be no. big enough. <laughs> no, it was uh, like un- a little under six hundred. I want to say. Yeah, that's, that's, that's big, big, right? Bigger than mine. Yeah, I think the biggest school I went to a class was like two hundred. So yeah. Oh wow, okay. that's I graduated with two hundred. It's like eighty people. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, Amelia, you've already sort of told us about the the. I don't know, zeitgeisty couple at your school, the sex zeitgeist at your school. But do you remember, do you even remember the first girl at your school that was rumored to have had sex already? Um, Because I actually, I actually do remember this very vividly. And maybe it's because yeah. I went to a Catholic school. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't, I don't know, people were like, I hate to say they were chill, but they were kind of chill. No, I love that your first memory is, like, a couple set it off. They sound like a power couple, honestly. I mean, everyone was, like, happy for them. (laughs) So, yeah. I kind of wish that was my high school experience. Jane, do you remember a person? Yeah. I remember in eighth grade hearing about this one couple and that they had had sex. Mm -hmm. And it was was a big deal. It was juicy. I mean, in middle school, that's, like, earth-shattering. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do remember middle school rumors, and it was, like, 
I'm not old enough for this. Do you even yeah, hear about I was, it? I was going to say my person was also from middle school, and she was, like, the person who is really beautiful and also, like, a huge bitch. And I think it was <laughs> because she was just really confident and people, like, were already, like, starting to slut-shame her in middle school. And she was like, you know what? Fuck all of you. And um, the happy and ending... And she did. <laughs> <laughs> the happy ending is that she ran away... Maybe this will out her, but not really. She ran away to, like, marry this exchange student in college. And then he took her to, like, somewhere on the coast in Spain. And they just, like, lived there happily ever after. That's okay. beautiful. She doesn't work. <laughs> she amazing. just posts pictures in a swimsuit on a boat. I'm so happy for her. This is why you start fucking early and often. Then you get to (laughs) live in Spain. The only thing is that this guy, I can't remember what his real name is, but her husband um, has has some long name and then his nickname is Nacho, which I couldn't call someone that if I were fucking them. I am Spanish and that (laughs) is a very common name and it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's not (laughs) not cute. I can't call a grown man Nacho. No. In bed, especially. But maybe, you know, that's the difference between her and me and that's why she has that life. (laughs) um what did you all think about the parent scenes right at the start i just like i came into this pod like thinking that i was going to say that stanley tucci was like closeted dad representation for me but then i watched it and was like oh i'm just super horny for him so now i don't know (laughs) what to think Like, I thought yeah. their okay. scenes were so freaking funny. They're incredible together. Yeah. There there's so many jokes in their scenes that that don't really have to do with the plot. They're sort of throwaway bits and they're just so funny. I also yeah, I was going to say is this Stanley Tucci's best role besides <laughs> Julie and Julia, which is his best role? I mean, he gets better and better. Like Yeah, he can't, he I can't do wrong. I I think it's wild that these scenes are so good and they don't have to be. Like mm-hmm. they don't really you don't get that in a movie that much anymore where it's like throwaway like scenes of really good comedy. <laughs> Some of my favorite lines from this movie that I literally still remember to this day. Um, yeah, no, it's great. The, I remember I remember sitting in theaters watching the line where he's like, oh my God, you're ado- they have an adopted yes. for the listener. If you haven't seen this, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> this, this family has like an adopted black younger brother in their family. And he, he makes a joke where he's like, oh my God, who told you? And I, as a kid, just like ate that up and like laughed so hard in the theater. And I remember it. It was great. Um, I feel like it, like it reminded me of Booksmart where they made the parents funny yeah and you don't have yeah. to and that's nice because some of us have funny cool parents and they deserve yeah. representation amelia do I... you read stanley tucci as gay <laughs> um i read him as like fun which to me if a man's fun it's like it's a compliment first of all like obviously i'm like you especially for him yeah i don't know i yeah i didn't read him as gay i read him as saying funny stuff Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like my introduction to Stanley Tucci was in Devils Wear, Devil, The Devil, Devil Wears Prada. Prada. Yes. And so I Prada. do, the many devils wear Prada. Um, I do kind of see him as, he's definitely like metrosexual. I mean, we don't use yeah. that term anymore, but he's like a well-groomed man. I was going to say, I, I think that's who introduced me to the word metrosexual, because that's what like older people described him to me. Again, <laughs> a very 2010 word. Remember when yeah. that was like a huge thing? Totally. Yeah. That was a way that you could, like, say someone seemed gay without, like, while being polite, I guess. That's, like, how my boomer relatives would frame it. I just feel like Stanley, like, he doesn't care about gender. He just wants you to have a good time. 
That's how I play. Totally. <laughs> and he will give it to you. Friction um, is think, friction. Yeah. I mean, this will go on throughout the movie, but the more I watch this movie, the more I was like, I think I want to be these parents. But yeah, we can we can move on, Jane. Alrighty. Okay. <laughs> Olive calls a bitchy Christian girl a twat and gets detention for the first time. This is where she runs into gay Brandon, who talks about being bullied. Olive, a true ally, tells him to get over it or act more straight. <laughs> He ends up asking her to pretend to sleep with him, giving him a cover, and maintaining Olive's slutty reputation. After seeing that he was really struggling, she agrees, and they pretend to have sex at a party. Okay, one thing I have to say, just to take it back a little bit, is that Marianne's first ever line, she says, horse, And she's <laughs> like, I can't even do it right. She's like, horse, But it's yeah, so, yeah. it's so good. And I love, I don't know. <laughs> I love a Christian girl as a villain. I think that's fun. Yeah, and I, I it's funny, too, because she's so specific about it. There's also something that they do that's weird to her face. I don't know if it's just, like, the way they apply her lip gloss and then the way they, like, frame yes. her hair so that her face looks like a perfect circle. They fucked her up <laughs> a little bit. It, it's it's really great. They, they do a good job. Um, I was going to say, because we know that Amelia has people she knows who fucked on a couch. My question at this <laughs> part was actually, if you had, if someone had sex at a party at your school, like mm-hmm. whose house was it happening at? Mm. The problem with my school was that <laughs> it, it was so like, I just, I sound like such an asshole. It was so diverse and welcoming that there were like 50 different cliques you could be a part of, like things you never even thought were groups of people it's a big school yeah yeah it was like a city school i don't know so like there were a lot of different people's houses that could be happening at depending on what kind of a person you were well were were the couple the the first couple you were talking about the first couple (laughs) the adam and eve were they doing it at their own house or someone else's party oh i don't remember and also like to be honest i wasn't you know do you guys ever like sit and go like who actually was i in high school because i don't know <laughs> oh i I, know. I say like oh i didn't go to a party in high school <laughs> i like went i didn't to parties, go to a house party but not all of them i wasn't like super good friends with any of the people but i could go if i wanted to i yeah, don't know yeah i don't know man that sounds ideal to be honest that sounds ideal you got to do what you wanted to do i guess yeah i felt well, like i, I think... had no friends but also mm. three friends I don't know. <laughs> I think about the scene in Booksmart where they show up at the party and they're like, oh, like, we could have gone to these parties all the time. And, like, I wish I had seen that in high school. That was my vibe. Um, we, I had, like, a five-year reunion, which feels so stupid. Like, five years. And also, you know, it's... Oh, for high school? Yeah, it was very... It was weird. But I, it was that dumb realization of, like, oh, I just made everything so much harder for myself. And, like, yeah. everyone's really nice, you know? Yeah. That was exactly what I learned as I, honestly, I even struggled with this in college. I didn't understand that people would either want to be friends with me actively or would be fine, like, being my acquaintance. Yes. So I just, like, didn't talk to people throughout high school who weren't directly in my circle because Same. I thought they would have no interest in me. And it's not like they all would want to be my best friends, but they, they would totally have been polite to me. Totally. Jane, I'm so with you. Literally, it took till halfway through college I was like studying abroad with this girl and she was so like everybody loved her she was just like so confident and I remember like it was so sad I was like how are you like this 
And she was yeah. like, oh, I just assume everyone likes me. And that, <gasps> I, like, exploded my brain and changed that my life. That is powerful. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Wow. Um, imagine being that. Jane, did you had? Did you have um, a person whose house you could imagine this at? Um, no. So <laughs> I didn't go to parties, but I did throw a party, like, Ooh, once. Okay, that's huge. And yeah. someone had sex in my sister's room. Hell yeah. <laughs> She'll never listen Wait, to this. Wait, does your sister know? No. <laughs> Did you change the sheets? Luckily, Jane? she doesn't support my creative endeavors, so she'll never hear this. Oh, maybe it's good. Did she? Did you? Did you have to like clean up after them? I did not go in there. I, I didn't. Wow. I did not witness the oh post. Oh my god! You just kind of let know. it let it ride. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's, wow. I actually. Yeah. I did not expect. I didn't. I didn't really go to parties in high school either. Um, I did know of a rich girl whose parents would be out and like everyone would go party at her house. And I think I went to like a more, a more like school sanctioned thing there where like parents could also go. And I, it just, I just remember having them having like a beautiful garden with like a big tree with a rope swing. And we were just like taking pictures. And then like the popular girls at school were talking about this, like drinking and swimming pool event that they had had the other day. And like that I did not go to. (laughs) And I was like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) drinking event and swimming pool event (laughs) i was like uh i probably wouldn't survive that um we i feel like at this point in the movie we also get like something i said was this movie introduces new characters like pretty seamlessly because we get brandon and we don't even get lisa kudrow until later Mm. it's weird because when they first as i said i just watched this movie (laughs) um when they first introduced Brandon, like, they have a moment. And at first I was like, is he the love interest? Because they, like, I thought the have same a moment. Thing. Yeah, no, I, I immediately was like, oh, wait, this is the guy from the, the Seven Minutes in Heaven. And then he was like, mm. no, I'm gay. And I was like, okay, well. <laughs> Where is but, this actor now? <laughs> he looked familiar. He, oh, oh, I looked up his Wikipedia page and now I'm freaking blanking. Yeah, nope, never mind. Um, he yeah. was He's in something big. I just can't remember what it is. I think um, he does get to deliver, and uh, yeah, this is the screenwriter writing himself into the movie, but he he does get to deliver, like, the big line of, like, when she's like, oh, how do you know I like being thought of as a floozy? And he's like, oh, because it means at least you're being thought of, and that's what we kind of know, like, that's why this whole thing kicks off. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, like, genuinely moved by, like, a lot of it, because, like, he he seems really sad at being bullied. and then, you know, I again, I, I, like, don't know who hasn't seen this movie, but if you haven't seen this movie, they go to detention together, and then she sees, you know, I could do something for this guy. Like, we could just say that uh, that we slept together or fake a, a sex scene at the party, and then they close the door at the party and go in and try to make drunk sounds. Um, I remember as a teen thinking that that scene was hilarious. It was like... In, it was incredible to me because I was a virgin and I didn't know what sounds people made <laughs> during sex. Um, and I, I think that scene goes on a little too long, but it's still really funny. And then you get the sadness at the end where he's genuinely thankful, but you see the double standard. And it's like, again, these are very basic lessons now, but I was okay. always like so excited to, because I didn't get a detention a lot, but I did get it a handful of times. And I was always like psyched 
because I always thought something big would happen to me. Like I would meet some like freak kid and we would like do a scheme together. And so I was always going into detention like like so ready for that and it just never ever happened to me they could sense I was like <laughs> variety yeah okay so he was in a cinderella story that oh, makes sense which i don't remember he's her like platonic he's uh hillary duff's platonic bff yeah he's her friend's um, little lamb so another part i like is that it gets a little serious when they're talking about what he's dealing with bullying and they do something that's sort of ahead of their time where he kind of critiques the it gets better narrative where he's like I maybe it'll get better but it's terrible right now and I feel like it's it gets better was like all all we had in yeah. 2010 yeah. and it was nice to see them not just I don't know to sort of say that that's like only goes so far I was just gonna say I feel like in the same way that it was like Jezebel feminism it was also like Jezebel gayness in terms of like it was very early in the public like, it was finally kind of okay, mainstream to be gay, but still not yeah. really. I don't know. Yeah, and I think that they, they sort of articulate that it gets better because uh, Emma Stone says, like, okay, either just pretend to be straight until you're out or, like, just not, don't care. Like, say fuck, ev- suck, fuck everyone to everyone. Um, but, that, but that isn't a real choice. And, like, the third choice is sort of what she did, which is, like, try to do something to change the status quo i guess i, I like know. that she kind of did a like what happens bill clinton don't ask don't tell thing at first yeah like yeah <laughs> not the and, and it sort of shows that she learns even though she's really cool i i was just thinking like she's so cool in the start of this movie but she is like uncomfortable so she lies and she mm-hmm. does have this like don't ask don't tell thing which doesn't go well for her either no. um famous on the gay oh. kid, uh, later in the movie, Olive's mom is like, that gay, that man is gay. Like, <laughs> I didn't think that he was some stereotypical flamboyant. Like, he no. seemed like a pretty, I thought, like, fair, I don't know, depiction fair. of just, like, a gay dude. Yeah. <laughs> right? uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, agree. I agree with that, and I remember thinking that in 2010. I was like, wait, how did they know? And yeah, I, I, what... I, I guess, think it's just the they're supposed to be really perceptive. Or maybe like just Stanley Patricia Tucci Clarkson. Like, I would believe that Patricia Clarkson could sure, be yeah. able to read someone's sexuality just yeah. from a brief glance. I feel like she knows everything about me. She, <laughs> like me. she would just instantly know me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Move May I move on? Yeah. Okay. When Rhiannon calls Olive a dirty skank, effectively ending their friendship, Olive decides to pull a Cheryl Sandberg and lean into her new <laughs> image. She wears lingerie to school with a red A stitch on, a la the scarlet letter. Guys start soliciting her for fake sex and paying her in various gift cards. Mr. Griffith, Olive's favorite teacher, says he's worried about her and sends her to talk to his wife, the school counselor, who doesn't listen at all and instead hands her some condoms. It's weird because I feel like Like, again, as progressive as this was for 10 years ago, it's still, like, nowadays it just is, like, like, it's, like, anti-sex work. We could say that, right? At its core. And so it is funny that they're, like, paying her in gift cards because it's, like, if it was cash, you know, it wouldn't fly. But Home Depot gift cards, it's, like, cute. Yeah, I I was interested in the gift card, and I I was wondering... What gift card would you want to be paid in for fake sex? <laughs> oh, that's such a good question. Oh. 
What if I said something completely depraved like Macy's? That would, oh, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That, that would rock. I don't want to say is- Amazon. That sucks. I was going to say she says Amazon as an option, and I was like, oh my gosh, Amazon was just an option of yeah? many other gift cards. Was it still basically it, like books back then? Yeah, I think it was just like not as many things, like maybe yeah. books and school supplies, but I was like, oh, it, it woke me up. <laughs> I love that we're acting like it's like 60 years ago. It was probably exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jane, my answer is Sephora. That's a good Oh, it's one. fun. Yeah. That's super fun. My answer is boring and it's Chewy.com because I just have so much <laughs> shit to buy for my dog. So this I wouldn't be fun, lunch. but I just, it would be useful. Pragmatic. I discovered Chewy because I moved into a new apartment complex and the mailbox was full of Chewy boxes. And I literally <laughs> was just like, these people love granola bars. Like, what a coincidence. <laughs> Everybody loves them. And then I did some Googling. It's so yes. wild how big the boxes of the dog food are, too. You can, like, fit a person inside them. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's just, like, something that's always made me laugh because we've used Chewy boxes to move, like, our stuff. <laughs> mm. um, there, This part of the movie has, like, some very memorable, like, scenes to me. I used to, like, I got a DVD of this when I was a kid, and, like, I used to watch the scene of her walking in with the uh, red A a lot because I like the song and I also like the like um you know Rhiannon's kind of yelling at her and roasting her and she goes ooh burn and like I realized this was like pre-gif and I think it was like my mind was longing for that to be a gif um and I just <laughs> I just would watch it over and over again and I was like was I just searching for a gif to send to my friends is yeah but I, I think you know this was this is very big this is like a very impressionable I love that <laughs> time scene. in my life <laughs> and I love that in the background they have I, I love when there are background people overreacting to shit <laughs> like there's a guy whose jaw is like on the floor and like Emma Stone is super cute but she, I mean she looks pretty normal <laughs> yeah and he's like gawking she was at already her. hot <laughs> yeah exactly um and there's a there's some like funny lines like um the 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 teacher that she likes mr griffith kind of like doesn't know what to say and he's just like don't forget tomorrow's earth day (laughs) that made me laugh out loud i I like remember (laughs) i remember that and you know her mom i like that at this point in the movie her parents are kind of like ah hands off we're just gonna let her do her thing um and the friend dynamic is sort of escalating in a believable way to me where her friend's starting to get mad that she's not the person who gets to tell everyone the gossip. Yeah, or she's mm. not the one who has the attention on her anymore. For her big boobs. Yeah. <laughs> I do think the premise is slightly out of date, and I, like, couldn't... I couldn't exactly, like, wrap my head around what it would be like now, but sex positivity is kind of... that Now that's the mainstream, and yeah. we're critiquing that. And so I don't know how this movie would 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 exactly exist right now but it's definitely back when there's the dichotomy of like prude versus slut and that was it yeah um Um, i was gonna say there's a lot too about like guys being vulnerable and because like the very first guy interaction with her is todd saying like i don't i'm not ready for my first kiss um and like that is still not something that gets a lot of media stuff like there's a lot of guys in this movie who are minor characters, but 
they kind of it sort of walks you through what goes on in a guy's head because first this loser guy is like okay can you please help me and she's like no and then he's like uh i could just say this without asking your permission and i'm like oh my gosh this is like how revenge porn is born like it's <laughs> it just walks you through um but but uh they they do a good job like saying like yeah guys are thinking and digesting this too in a way that is painful i guess to them question mark yeah i don't um, think you could make the movie now for like eight different reasons yeah yeah <laughs> name bad. them <laughs> it could be like what if it were like um instead of her selling fake sex it would be like her making a fake like tiktok of them together like it could be it could be more about like sex tapes and like revenge porn than like just hearsay i feel like so she's actually like an, a dope graphic designer and she can like <laughs> edit the video she's a girl, for them she's like a girl they're paying codes. they're paying her for like true skills yeah. well, it or it could just be like... about only fans yeah that's true because it does hinge on the idea that like you'll get made fun of if you have sex which i don't think now, I don't know, Gen Z, like, eats ass between classes, <laughs> yeah. you know? Gen Z will eat ass and, like, post the story time tutorial on how they discovered eating ass. They will, and I'll watch it um, and be like, that's great for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked uh, the the religious clique, like, singing. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun, and, and like, you know... I don't know, a little bit, I mean, it's like a stereotype or an yeah. archetype, but it's funny and Amanda Bynes can pull it off. Yeah, and they lean into it being a caricature, I think. That's what makes it work, because it work today still, because, like, they're not real. Like, yeah, Amanda Bynes is, like, a completely <laughs> ridiculous person. The sharpening the pencil scene where oh, Amanda is, like, going Genius. <sighs> like, so genius. Amazing. <laughs> and, of course, she's got those glossy lips that she doesn't <laughs> yeah. leave home without. Uh, Lisa Kudrow is also introduced in this part of the movie, and I realized the first time you see her, it's just her, like, she's married to Mr. Griffith, but she, and he's hitting on her, and she doesn't want him to touch her. Yeah, I was interested (laughs) in that dynamic, because later she's like, we haven't had sex in three months, and I was like, he's pinching your butt. Like, (laughs) so it was the point that she, I don't know, I mean, it was kind of nice that they left it ambiguous, even though she just seems like a bitch. She's a sexual predator. Like, full stop in this yes. movie. Yeah, that's a True. huge part of this movie. Yeah. And, like, and it's not, it's not, I think, like, dwelled on enough that, like, she's the first person to just not believe Emma Stone at all. Like, Emma Stone's about to open up to her in the guidance counselor's office, and Lisa Kudrow's like, ah, here's some condoms. And that is, I, I for... feel like, reminiscent of real uh, high school guidance counselors, mm, I have yeah. to say. Yeah. I-, I had forgotten how this movie plays out, and I'd forgotten that the guidance counselor like has more of a part in it and so just there i was like wow this is terrible like she's awful uh but i never like spoke to my school guidance counselor about anything besides college so i did not have that experience i don't think i thought when i was when i was a teen watching this i don't think i thought she was like terrible until the end and like there's so Mm. many hints along the way that you're like Something is up with this woman. <laughs> and also Lisa Kudrow is, like, funny in it. <laughs> it's just, like, an awkward person. Do you guys think, uh, what's his name? Thomas? Thomas Hayden Church? Is he the, hot for you? Yeah, the Mr. Griffith? Yeah. What do we think I, about him? Do we think he's hot? Is he hot no. for you? Not at all. Yeah. I think he looks like a G.I. <laughs> Joe toy. 
He looks war torn. Yeah. It looks like his face was like melted a little bit and then kind of like squidged back into place. Yeah. He's like a little too large. Like I feel like he would. He not only looks war torn, but looks like he would tear up a pussy. <laughs> like he's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger type. Which yeah, 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 ne- yeah. I have never been. I feel like Stanley to. cares about your pleasure, and Thomas does not. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what was going on with their marriage. We don't know. He is pretty funny, though. <laughs> Jane, you can go on. All right, okay. Marianne is upset because her boyfriend Mika, Mika, Micah, Micah. Okay. Micah's parents are divorcing. Olive comforts her and they become friends for a minute until Micah gets chlamydia and blames Olive. It turns out that Mrs. Griffith, the school guidance counselor, gave Micah the STD. Since Mr. Griffith is Olive's favorite teacher, she accepts the blame and uh, to save his marriage. The Christians literally protest Olive and Rhiannon joins them. Olive explores religion and realizes she's upset with herself for all the lies... <laughs> Did anyone? I, I was going to ask, do you have any high school teachers that you found out anything about their sex lives? As I had teacher? written down the same question, and I have an answer. Okay. Okay, you go. There were two teachers in my high school who there was always rumors about them, like, oh, they were they were making out in the elevator, and they were oh! both married to other people. Wow. And, like, um, just lots of, like, oh, the, they were in the room with the door closed, and then they divorced their partners and got married to each other. I mean, like, it great, happens. great for that, but, like, it is wild that that means they were fucking in your school. Yeah, yeah. and one of them had a child who was at this, who, like, went to that school. Oh. So I imagine it was rough for them, but... Ooh. Yeah. I feel like that's really... Like, to be two adults hooking up at a high school, like, that that feels not horny to me at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, to me it feels them. like it would be horny fictionally or, like, if you were reading erotica about it, mm-hmm. um, but not. I couldn't get out of my head to do that in real life. I feel probably. like all high schools, like, smell the same, and I know the smell, and it, it I don't know. Yeah. I know the smell. You know. <laughs> and also, like, teens... I'm gonna say it. Teens are not attractive to me. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> they're Lisa they're Kudrow, like kind of gross. Lisa Kudrow fucks that guy, and I was. I think like when I watched this as a high schooler, I was like, yeah, okay, I believe it. And now I'm like, oh. <laughs> I I just didn't understand how wild that was at that age. They did creepy. make him look like as old as they possibly could. I feel like. Yeah, they yeah. say multiple times that he's over 20. <laughs> yeah, they really, yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, she's still a predator, but they really did not want to go anywhere near that. <laughs> I had a, I had one teacher at my Catholic school. It was kind of funny because, like, because I went to a Catholic school and it was, like, abstinence only and they just didn't want us to be sexual in general. Um, most of the teachers just, like, pretended sex didn't exist. But there was one teacher who was, like, hot but unmarried and was probably celibate and like she would tell us all the time about like she was like a very devout catholic but she just like liked to tell us stories about like guys who liked her when she was young and how she like resisted their sexual advances <laughs> and i was like i think you're getting off on me <laughs> oh wait what were her tips what did she do she was just talking about how like for her it was like the guys would lure her with romance i guess so she her lesson was like 
don't, you know, like, fall for a guy and then let him, you know, motorboat you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but now looking back, I'm like, she probably had memories that she slipped up about and was, like, guilty about. And she was trying to, trying to tell us that. Or she was trying to be like, guys, I know I'm really pretty, but, it like, sounds like I that. haven't had sex. Yeah. <laughs> I think like she was trying to save you all from going to hell. And, like, yeah. clearly she failed. So... Yeah, I mean, I mean, Sucks. it didn't work, Miss K. Her Sometimes last, her you're last so hot that K. you almost go to hell. <laughs> I want my wonder too is if she still does because she's still there. I wonder if that's still her spiel for the kids now, because they're it's still a Catholic school, but they're probably Zoomers who handle it in a different way, and they're probably like, "So did you eat ass?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like is a lot of allowed. Sorry for Catholics. Um... <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. It is, I think. <laughs> Oh. I think it's fine if you're married, yeah. I feel like I'll look it up. Christian people Pope are Francis. like they'll just do anything else so they get into like weird shit, you know? Yeah, you can DM um Pope Francis on Instagram actually, so I'll ask him that. Okay. You can let tell. us know. What, what <laughs> I was he gonna says. say, as a Catholic, I'm kinda wondering if people who aren't Catholic really do go into confession booths when they need a therapist as often as it happens in movies. Because she mm. does this here and then the reveal is that there's no one on the other side. Um, but yeah, I, is this a thing people do? (laughs) I feel like it was just because therapy was like, like you still couldn't really do it. You know what I mean? Like you still had to have like a big, scary reason. And so it was just like a surrogate thing. I just rewatched Gilmore Girls and they are so anti-therapy. It's Mm -hmm. hilarious. They just like, they, Rory goes to therapy and it's like, what? What's wrong with Rory? Yeah. Well, there is, like, a reactionary swing of people being afraid that therapists are just going to give you opioids, which, like, oh. <laughs> but, like, or, like, benzodiazepines and, like, you know, make you just, like, really drugged out. Um, Interesting. Like, therapist, like, refuses to give you, like, give you something. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, my therapist does, isn't a psychiatrist, so, like, yeah, he I think, cannot. Yeah, I think people just don't realize that you have to get, like, a psychotherapist or, or sorry, a psychiatrist to, like, look at you to give you drugs. Or you um, get a number of a shady doctor in Glendale from your friend. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, Fred, think... Ar- Fred Armisen. Oh, my God, I was just going to say that. He's <laughs> so funny. Ugh, it was so good. But uh, also, famously, yeah. bad guy. Really? Oh, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's not a good person. And guess I where not, I read that? I, Jezebel. I forget I haven't heard I read about that. this. Jezebel.com. Send me, send me some articles. <laughs> Jezebel.com. I actually think I read that because I was, mm-hmm. like, mad at my friend for, like, recommending, like, Fred Armisen shows to me, and I wanted to show that I, like, there was a reason I didn't watch them, so I just found dirt on him. Oh, yeah, uh, wait. Cancel culture. Elizabeth Moss, like, they were married, and she had this- Oh, she had that big like interview and she was like his biggest role yet a normal person or something like that it was something like (laughs) very crazy she roasted Uh... him wait what did he do someone just say it i i don't think he like (laughs) it's like one of those things where he hasn't done anything but everyone like universally agrees he's psycho i think a lot of women have just said he's like a terrible person yeah Yeah. Mm. but you can't get him on that you also can't roast anyone if you're Elizabeth Moss. I'm sorry. She is a Scientologist, yeah. Yeah, she's, like, a Scientologist who, like, really loves Scientology. She's, she's, she's not Yadavid. even, like, a... She's not even, like, one just for aesthetics. No. Have you heard, though, that, like, we're all allowed to like one Scientologist? I feel like Ooh. many people's 
No, I mean, like, every person who's not a Scientologist gets to have one favorite, like, actor or performer <laughs> who is a Scientologist and, like, we can just like them. And I feel like Elizabeth Moss, Moss is one. probably many people's. I can't She's imagine mine. who else. I mean. Beck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else about this part? This is the movie that taught me the word nepotism. I did not know the word <laughs> nepotism before this movie when her mom makes that joke. But I, I was just gonna say, I think the parents do everything right here. They give her space to talk, and at that time, she's like, oh, I kind of want to sort things out myself, and they're fine with it. And they also don't judge her for like calling that girl a twat. Also, is twat a bad word? <laughs> I mean. Sure. I wouldn't like to be called one, but I don't think it's, like, the worst thing you could Does find. a twat mean a cunt? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Them saying T over and over, T, 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 I was losing my shit. So funny. So funny. They're so good. We can, uh, we can move on if you want Alrighty. to. Alrighty. Okay. Anson, a guy Rhiannon has liked for years, asks- Was he Anson? Right? I'm, like, uh, whatever. Hanson? I don't know. Anson, <laughs> whatever. That's his name now. Asks all about. They go to the lobster shack and then have to sneak out because Rhiannon is there, but she sees them anyway. Afterwards, Anson tries to pay Olive for actual sex and then sexually assaults her. Todd drives her home and says he never believed the rumors because Olive had let uh, him lie about seven minutes in heaven when they were kids. He asks if he can kiss her then, but Olive says to wait for a better moment. Yeah, he's perfect. Is he too perfect? Like, I mean, I was he, gonna say, like, amazing. what do we think? What do we think about her, like, being a romantic and like the spin on like chivalry that the? That oh, good point. Has. Good point. I feel like they. I mean, like so many movies do the like, girl gets assaulted and then like nice guy drives up in his station wagon thing. That is mm-hmm. like, you're obviously gonna like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a station wagon yeah like in comparison he's so I, hot though i, I mean, also like, is, <laughs> yeah he's so hot it's i fine. think him doing his weird bit at the lobster shack is like also formative formative crush moment for me what is that I like what know. is so what's the um like equivalent now for so when do you see a man that you <laughs> like now like who is that man that was caused by the lobster moment <gasps> I don't know. My husband. <laughs> She's married. <laughs> my husband is. My husband makes dumbass jokes. So like that probably is it. <laughs> like, I thought you were just gonna say like you're really Todd into like waiters. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like he's like hot, but he has dorky humor, which is a big, I think like a big type of guy that wasn't in rom coms yet. Maybe is he a pixie? A manic pixie? He's not manic. Yeah, he might be like he's a, not manic, the equivalent though. of a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, it was like. I would say he's manic, but he is pixie-ish, like, just perfect. To me, this movie, like, didn't necessarily need the, like, 16 Candles and other 80s movie stuff Mm. thrown in there, but I think it was trying to sort of bridge, like, rom-coms that prioritize, like, romance, and then, like, trying to, like, lead those people down the path of sex positivity, so it was kind of a product of the time. So to me, it, like, worked really well for people, like, in the Catholic community I grew up in. Because, like, bridging those two things and, like, you know, being kind to a person while not shaming them was, like, a good way to lead people there. Hmm. Um, but I but I almost think, like, it maybe didn't need that stuff. I agree. I, I th- Yeah, I think it was... 
like it's cute and I get it, but it, you don't need it. And it sort of mostly happens towards the end too. There, there isn't necessarily like a theme going through the movie that we need to be having these like meta conversations about other rom-coms. I feel also, like why? Like... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Amelia. Oh, sorry. I feel like it was a transitional time, like culturally a bit. And so it had to like balance all of these things and it had to do so much I thought to like keep all the balls in the air of like, is this sex? Is it like love? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, at least it thought about, you know, like I can tell a lot of thought went into it. Um, Yeah. Also, I love to be three women on a podcast saying sorry over and over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say, why haven't they gone out yet? Because like she asks him, why now? Like, why are you into me now? And he's like, I don't know. I'm not overthinking it. I was like, what? Yeah. That's fair. I mean, uh, my answer is, you know, narratively, like, I'm glad he <laughs> didn't ask her out, like, an hour and a half earlier, yeah, because that movie would be answer. way less interesting. <laughs> Wait, I have yeah. a question for you guys. Is there a ukulele in this movie, or does it just feel like there should be a ukulele? <laughs> oh, shit. Would, would uh, Olive be playing the ukulele? I just feel like it was... Peak ukulele like decade, and then everyone's falling down sexily, which is very ukulele. Everyone's falling down. Where's the ukulele? Issa has a ukulele. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm like the intersection of the two worst types of people online, which is like a ukulele girl and a horse girl. It's okay. I went um, to Emerson College. It's yeah. You know. Oh, it's a pretty Issa, part of Boston. Have you played a ukulele on a horse? No, you know what? That'll be my TikTok. New frontier. Oh my god, Once I figure the fuck out of how to use TikTok, I literally don't understand the app, but um, maybe I'll I'll try again and that'll be my channel. I can be like, you know that cool girl in Berlin who's like dancing to funky music on roller skates? Not personally. She just melds these like things together. That could be me. Anyway. I have um, a question. Um, What chain restaurant do you want to go to for a date specifically amelia i think cheesecake factory (gasps) expectations are too high oh like Mm. it's that's like you're getting married you're getting engaged (laughs) yeah it's too fancy i don't know i want to okay red robin Ooh, i don't think i've I've ever been been to to one it's so good wait did you grow up in california no i grew up in seattle um but they have they had them in the suburbs and Maybe it was that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so good well i've literally never been to one and i kind of want to um jane my answer is probably a tgi fridays i've never Ooh. been to that oh <laughs> there was just one really there was one like attached to the mall i grew up in i grew up in the, <laughs> the i grew up going to and um it was the place that like a lot of people were like oh my first drink is gonna be at fridays which i thought was funny like, when I'm of legal age. It sounds like a fun place to there. get drunk as a 16-year-old or whatever. Yeah. It, it was it was also just, like, you can draw you can draw on the place fast. Oh, yeah. Shit. I don't you know. Gotta just have that. Fun teen, fun teen place. I might Jane say Olive Garden, but the last time I went to Olive Garden, I ate maybe 13 breadsticks and then took my meal home. <laughs> so I, was I couldn't say, do that on a date. I don't know if I could do a date where I'm tucking into pasta just because, like, I love pasta, so much um yeah 
I've never been distracted. to Olive Garden until March oh. of this year, and I think it was my last meal out before quarantine. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, but my friends and I went, wow. and I ate so much that I saw stars, and I didn't think oh. that was possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I love an Olive Garden trip. In fact. I'll do that. I'll do that when we're all vaccinated. You should break quarantine and go to Olive Garden <laughs> and get Corona and die. Uh, sad, no. Um, the, the only other thing I had here, Jane, was that I'm really happy that she says no and doesn't kiss him at this point, because I would have freaked out if they kissed right Yeah, definitely the, like, sexual assault and then immediately kissing someone happens in lots of movies, and it's really gross. Like, yeah. You need a little break to trauma. Trauma. Nothing like trauma to turn you on. Just a little. What's that movie? Um, um, boys don't cry. Have you guys seen that? I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, there's like a rape and then a sex scene immediately Um, following it. It's just yeah. I don't. I just don't. I don't (sighs) like that. I mean, even okay. We watched um. I I'd never seen the West Side Story movie, and I didn't know that immediately after her brother dies that's when they like have sex for the first time and i was like oh, wow. <laughs> okay that would not, be like not... very emotional yeah yeah i guess <laughs> okay we can go on <laughs> all right hoping to turn everything around olive asks people to stop lying about her but brandon ran away, ran off with a guy and everyone else refuses olive ends up telling mr griffith that his wife cheated on him ending their marriage she performs a song at a pep rally to get viewers for her webcast where she explains everything she also apologizes to rhiannon for her initial lie todd comes to her window to pull a say anything romantic gesture and then they kiss (laughs) it's a cute it like wraps everything into a bow the 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 only i think like thing i really really wish this movie did not do was like the big hulking black guy thing (laughs) that like everyone's like Brandon ran off with a big hulking black guy and then they like make a lot of Huckleberry Finn jokes but um but I think that like I looked up some stuff and apparently the screenwriter said it's like a personal joke maybe I would be <laughs> okay that's with supposed it. to be him I would be okay with it if there were any black people in the movie yeah, yeah. I think it's like a little cringe that that's literally the only black like him and the adopted like brother and the adopted brother yeah um, Emma Stone looks so good in lingerie and I so I like had to I had to look her up I was like was she in Chicago and she wasn't in Chicago but she made her Broadway debut in Cabaret yes starring oh as God. Sally Bowles that was like wearing your similar... uh, play musical oh yeah were yeah. you in it no but it goes to show again how crazy my school was it was just a bunch of like, yeah that's pretty wild 16 year olds in like thigh highs and stuff can you I performed... imagine going to see your kid? <laughs> I was in a church choir group, actually, and we performed a song from Cabaret, so, yeah. I got to do a chair dance. There was, With like, costumes? four of us in fun outfits, like, dancing on chairs. Is The assembly scene here is another one that I used to watch over and over, because, like, she does say, like, oh, I just like having a great musical number that ties everything together, and that is what it performs, and... When she strips off the costume on Todd and, like, he's back to being a blue devil. Um, yeah, I think it's cute. They're, like, celebrating being sexy and Dan <laughs> is sexy and teens are into sex. I um, don't love the uh, lawnmower fists in the air 
ending. It's a little cheesy for me, a little much, but. Is this the first movie where a mascot is hot? Because I feel like that's never been done. I think you're right that he's a hot, dorky mascot. But is he dorky? Like, we really don't know anything about Todd. I guess just his personality, but maybe I'm just extrapolating. Um, I feel like he's just not wealthy, and so he has to work a lot. (laughs) I think it's also funny. I was going to say that, like, her saying to everyone at the assembly, like, hey, I know you really like when I'm hot. Come watch my sex tape later. I'm going to do a blue devil. And then she, like, you know, tricks them, and she's actually recording this her story. Um, her story time TikTok. Uh, that is, like, exactly what Doja Cat did when she was like, I'm going to go topless if you get my song to top one on the Billboard charts. And then she was like, it. you guys are so fucking stupid. I know. I really respect it, and I love Doja Cat. I That's, think I... it's maybe one of the most Zoomer things about me. <laughs> I don't know. Promoting stuff by lying is funny. It rules. Yeah. I do think it was funny. At the very end for webcast, the guys are like, wait, huh? (laughs) And it's like, I guess you didn't listen to that. You didn't see see Easy A, clearly, because... Take in any of this, yeah. Also, was she supposed to be talking for, like, an hour and a half? Like, how long is it, you know... Yeah, and what's the internet quality like? And is she, like, on Twitch? Like, how is she doing this? (laughs) The technology was not in place for this. Yeah, I agree. Um, Sometimes there were, like, a few shows, notably, that tried to play with, like, tech like that. Like, weird memory I had is that One Tree Hill had, like, a subplot where Peyton, the character Peyton, would have a podcast. And then you could go back and listen to the podcast as if it was, like, in the story. That's um, and that was maybe the first podcast episode I'd ever listened to. <laughs> I was going to say, like, was like, that was early. Like, yeah, and yeah. I was like, what is this? Like, what's a podcast? I still like, don't know. Like, that was so early. I still don't know. <laughs> no, I can't say, for sure. Um, yeah, there's, it. it is, um, I like, I do like when she's like, it's no one's goddamn business, like, what I do. Like, maybe I will, like, lose my virginity in, like, five minutes or in, like, five years or whatever and it's no one's business that was just like uh at that time in my life the first time that message had been communicated to me actually but like it kind of doesn't matter but like privacy i think i was like vacillating between like sex positivity is like everyone's having sex now and like yeah so i do love like on a less wholesome note the super high school girl vibe of like i'm gonna make a huge speech so you all know that like i don't care (laughs) yes (laughs) It still rips up exists. speech, yeah. throws it everywhere, yeah. and it's just like Loki it still blows. exists today. A whole tweet thread about how not mad. Yeah, <laughs> this is a big like I'm not mad movie. Yeah, <laughs> as Jane's partner told me this morning, sometimes you just have to go off. True. <laughs> um, Lisa Kudrow is like very scary and believable. Here it was the only other thing I was gonna say. Like she's a good villain. She, she kind of tr- yeah, she's a great villain. She tries to like make Emma Stone not tell the truth and then like you know that she's really just backed into a corner and unfortunately just spills it to Mr. Griffith if you worked with someone and they divorced you (laughs) would you quit? yes (laughs) they're still working there yeah (laughs) yeah the only experience I have that's comparable to that is that there were two doctors in the ER of the veterinary school that I went to um Amelia, I'm a, I'm a veterinarian. Um, and you grew they, up in a mall uh, and you're a vet? There's so much... 
and they um <laughs> they they both like had the same specialty so they were like the two faculty members um who like were teaching us how to do er animal medicine and they fell in love and then like the um the more senior one um left her wife and then they got together but but the wife knew everyone else in the hospital so then they ended up like moving away and like leaving the school yeah and like leaving a giant hole in the faculty (laughs) i was like damn our department just got like ruined by this i feel like Um, emergency medicine too like should be emotion as emotion free as possible like someone's just gonna kill a dog to make a point and that's i guess it is just like a lot of late nights right and you're like your sleeping schedule is messed up i guess that should be the height of it it's yeah it's very it was very um wild for all of us students to witness we were just like whoa they're literally yeah it's happening um i mean breaking yeah, up but, a marriage before you graduate like that's that's cool yeah that's big that's she huge. should be able to get into any college she wants without <laughs> that's a personal statement she just sent this video <laughs> what do we think happens to um marianne at the end of this movie does she just, like, brush it off and continue her perfect life as a Christian girl? I hope she, like, goes through a horrible, like, drawn-out thing where she loses her religion and, like, her whole sense of identity and, like, has to go on some kind of journey. That's true. She does watch Easy A. Like, in the end, she's watching the webcast. So she, mm-hmm. you know, she's thinking about stuff. I don't know. I feel like she's a freak. I feel like she gets, <laughs> she gets really into, like, rope play or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. <laughs> Or something to do, something to do with her big glossy lips. Um, I I love I loved this time this time this movie in this time of my life. I was just like, no one had ever told me like yeah. Aside from figuring out whether to have sex or not, supporting your friends is important, and like consent and privacy is important. And like, I had a couple important conversations with friends at that time in my life who like also didn't know what they were doing because we were all like trying to figure out sex but they gave judgment free advice and were like you'll figure it out and shout out rafa and jen nam like that was great you know it's it's a it's it's a stressful time i really like this movie if we're into the wrapping up section and i we tend to talk about bad movies and so i was like why is this movie not bad yeah and i I was was thinking that that one of the reasons why I think it is not bad is because Olive kind of gets herself into a little mix-up, a little trouble, but by being kind of a good person. And so we're always like on her side and like all of her choices are pretty believable. And, you know, she's not being a stupid idiot where you're just like, why are you doing that? She's just, she's actually trying to be kind to other people. Yeah, there's definitely a version of this movie that could have been worse. Like, I don't think it's like, it definitely has that book smart vibe to me where it's like very proud of itself, but you're like, all right, fine. You can have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I think, yeah, like characters are more interesting than they have to be, you know, which I think is a big part of it. And they take their time giving us like, yes, yeah, see, Olive lied to her friend about not wanting to hang out with her friend's weird naked parents. And that's how you can believe that she's then gonna, like, accidentally lie about going on a date and having sex with this guy. Also, Rhiannon is, like, scary, so you can believe that, like, (laughs) in that situation, you would also be like, yeah, okay, fine, that's what I did. (laughs) Um, It just, they take their time diving you in, whereas, like, in Tall Girl, (laughs) 
it's just immediately like people are calling her LeBron and um, <laughs> you're just supposed to, to believe she's persecuted immediately. <laughs> it's so funny that she's just like white and blonde too. Like they had to make it like that. So she would. Yeah. Film. And this movie, this movie is a lot of iconic uh, looks and very 2010 feels songs. Yeah. Everyone um, has side bangs. By law. Everybody has side bangs. And they're flattering. They look good. Who, who on this call had side bangs oh, in 2010? Yeah. Of course. You had to. I think I got them in 2011. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were not. They were not good on me too. Because like I think I probably needed to thin them out pretty regularly to make it work, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> it reminded me about uh, flat irons. I feel like yes. remember when those were real. Oh my gosh, yeah. people would straighten their hair every day, yes. and my heart breaks for them. And there was always this one girl who, she like, she just didn't do it right, and there were these chunks oh. behind her ear that would like <laughs> stick out and then go straight down, and I was like, do you not like see what you no. look like? This and it's like, just, uh, I don't know. It was like pre-YouTube tutorial where you just had to <gasps> learn shit by mm-hmm. trial and error, and we all looked insane. I also think that like not as many people experimented necessarily with makeup at this time but if somebody came in and her hair was like professionally done and like treated and glossy like everybody would look and know (laughs) like that was like a time in high school that you would see it do you guys remember the crunchy gel hair curl yeah stage I got my hair permed I did that. Oh, Jane, you gotta Wait, really? post a pic. Yeah, it wasn't like curly. It was like just kind of wavy, and then it fell out. Yeah, I don't remember it like it really doing much. I just remember it smelled so bad. Um, <laughs> and then there was this girl who I was like, oh, I got my hair permed, and then I heard her whisper to someone like, she thought she had to get it permed to like to do that, and I was like, oh. and I looked back at her, and she was like, oh. And it was just this weird, terrible moment of sixth grade. I think I did the opposite. I got mine straightened in, like, ninth grade. Oh, really? Like, you, like, it's, like, a treatment. I think it's called, like, a hot oil treatment where it's just, like, it makes it just, like, hang, like, super duper straight for, like, Mm. X months. Um, And my mom was, like, do you want to do it, like, all the time? My mom was just, like, she loves, like, going to the salon. (laughs) And I was, like, no, 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 no. I'm, like, too afraid. (laughs) Isa has hot parents. I think I've already said that. I'll say it again. You have what? hot parents oh okay <laughs> jane jane um likes telling our listeners that i have hot parents i do think my parents are very um loving and they love each other very much and also i think that if they were not catholic maybe they would be these parents and be sex positive parents but maybe not sorry there's a really loud banging going on outside Is it let's sum it up <laughs> let's sum up the movie i think we've answered this question but we've come to the end so the first question is um oh the first question is one we haven't explicitly said the first question is is this movie a good movie or a bad movie i'm gonna say it's good yeah i think it holds up overall I, i i was scared that i would watch it and be like oh this isn't that good yeah jane i agree i agree that it's good i I, I honestly think it's very good, actually. Yeah, I think, um, Amelia, one of our former recordings, we were like, what are some pre-2015 good rom-coms? And this was one of them. Um, and 
we've already sort of answered this, but we all like this movie. We can say, I would say I feel a lot of emotion. And like when I was watching this, I was like, I love this movie. <laughs> I mean, any um, teen movie based on an old book usually works. <laughs> I also like this movie a lot. Um, but the last question we haven't really talked about, what type of teen is this movie for? Like, now? Ooh, yeah. Yes. Okay, Would you, sure. Like, that changes it, I feel like. Yeah. I feel, What's okay, I honestly, this is my honest answer, and you guys can feel free to totally disagree. I feel like it's for, like, young Republican women who, like, <laughs> need an intro to, like, level one feminism and you know what i mean because now like I mean, there's so much yeah yeah, yeah it's a good bridge for formerly religious teens yes speaking from experience um but like i i also think like maybe it would just be like a younger teen movie now mm-hmm. instead yeah. of an older teen movie yeah agreed i think I those would, are good you know, answers <laughs> i i was gonna say i would probably sh- watch this with my kids yeah um and probably i want to be the parents in the film anyway um what are you guys watching these days that is not teen content (laughs) or or if you're watching other teen content that's fine i'm on my 17th rewatch of the detroiters because there's only two seasons our producer loves that show (laughs) it's such it's one of my favorites yep i have to say I watched The Invisible Man, starring Scientologist Elizabeth Moss, yes, I and it. I really liked it. It's I, I'm I'm such a wimp, so like it's super scary for me. But I I thought it was great. Um, yeah, and I'm still cruising through Veronica Mars. I'm kind of in like a slump where I don't know what I want to watch. I tried to like catch up on The Crown, but I just because like everyone was talking about it at some point, but um. I hadn't watched this season before the most recent season, and so that one is not the one that people are talking about, and so now I'm bored. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to figure out what I want to watch and maybe watch uh, The Society, which Jane really <gasps> recommends as teen content. Um, but I, I also just got to find, like, movies to hold my attention. I think my brain was broken by Tenet, honestly. Like, <laughs> I, I watched Tenet a week ago, and I feel weird. Should I watch um, that? I, like, can't get an answer from people. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my attention span is messed up. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that essentially is... this Watching movies like this reminds me that there's, like, good stuff out there that I do legitimately like, and I'm not just watching to dunk on. Uh, I really needed that, so... <laughs> Thank you for picking that, Amelia. And thank you for doing this. Of course. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Um, we'll have you back for Tall Girl too. Please do. <laughs> um, do you want to plug anything at this time? Um, yeah, you could just follow me on Twitter if you want. It's at Amelia Elizalde. If anyone can just jot that down from memory. <laughs> yeah, real we'll quick. put it in the we'll put it in the description. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did want to say Amelia did something super co- cool. Maybe like two hours ago, I tweeted something. Yeah. She liked it. I then deleted the tweet and edited it slightly and retweeted it, and then she liked it again. I got you. I got you. Women supporting women. That's that's women supporting women. It was a delicious <laughs> ice cream sandwich. You're right. It was. I like yes, it. Thank that's, you. That's a really important 
thing you should do for um, content creators. <laughs> so if you ever see that on your own timelines, listeners, um, that's that's what you should do for us. Um, but yeah, that was Under the Bleachers. We are your podcast about teen content. And as a reminder, we would really love if you hit that subscribe button whatever way you get your podcasts. Um, do not forget to also rate and leave a review. It really helps us. And please share us with a friend. And with a teen. You can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at, at @bleacherteens. Okay, we will see you next time. Under, Under the, the Bleachers. bleachers. <laughs>